The Celebrated Woman by Friedrich Schiller Read for LibriVox.org by Alan Mapstone An Epistle by a Married Man to a Fellow Sufferer Can I, my friend, with thee condole? Can I conceive the woes that try men When late repentance racks the soul? ensnared into the toils of high men can i take part in such distress poor martyr most devotedly yes thou weepest because thy spouse hath flown to arms preferred before thine own a faithless wife i grant the curse and yet my friend it might be worse. Just hear another's tale of sorrow, and in comparing, comfort borrow. What, dost thou think thyself undone, because thy rights are shared with one? O happy man, be more resigned. My wife belongs to all mankind. My wife, She's found abroad at home, but cross the Alps, and she's at Rome. Sail to the Baltic, there you'll find her. Lounge on the boulevards, kind and kinder. In short, you've only just to drop, where'er they sell the last new tale, and bound and lettered in the shop, you'll find my lady up for sale. She must her fair proportions render to all whose praise can glory lend her. Within the coach, on board the boat, let every pedant take a note. Endure for public approbation each critic's close investigation and brave, nay, court it as a flattery, each spectacled Philistine's battery, just as it suits some scurvy carcass in which she hails an Aristarchus, ready to fly with kindred souls, or blooming flowers, or burning coals. To fame or shame, to shrine or gallows, let him but lead sublimely callous. A lepsic man, confound the wretch, has made her topographic sketch, a kind of map, as of a town, each point minutely dotted down. Scarce to myself I dare to hint what this damn fellow wants to print. Thy wife, howe'er she slight the vows, Respects at least the name of spouse, But mine to regions far too high, For that terrestrial name is carried, My wife's the famous Ninon I, The gentleman that Ninon married. It galls you that you scarce are able to stake a florin at the table, confront the pit or join the walk, 
but straight all tongues begin to talk. Oh, that such luck could me befall, just to be talked about at all. Behold me dwindling in my nook, edged at her left, and not a look, a sort of rushlight of a life, put out by that great orb, my wife. Scarce is the morning grey before, postman and porter crowd the door. No premier has so dear a levy, she finds the mailbag half its trade. My God, the parcels are so heavy, and not a parcel carriage paid. But then, the truth must be confessed, they're all so charmingly addressed. Whate'er they cost, they well requite her to Madame Blank, the famous writer. Poor thing, she sleeps so soft, and yet twere worth my life to spare her slumber. Madame Promiena, the Gazette, the Berlin Journal, the last number. Sudden she wakes, those eyes of blue, Sweet eyes, fall straight, on the review. I by her side, all undetected, While those cursed columns are inspected. Loud squall the children overhead, Still she reads on, till all is read. At last she lays that darling by, and asks, what makes the baby cry? Already now the toilet's care Claims from her couch the restless fair. The toilet's care, the glass has won, Just half a glance, and all is done. A snappish, pettish word or so Warns the poor maid tis time to go. Not at her toilet wait the graces, Uncombed Irinis take their places. So great a mind expands its scope, Far from the mean details of soap. Now roll the coach-wheels to the muster, Now round her muse her votaries cluster, Spruce Abbe Millfleurs, Baron Herman, the English lord who don't know German, but all uncommonly well read, from matchless A to deathless Z, sneaks in the corner, shy and small, a thing which men the husband call, while every fop with flattery fires her, swears with what passion he admires her, Passion, admire, and still you're dumb. Lord bless your soul, the worst's to come. I'm forced to bow, as I'm a sinner, And hope the rogue will stay to dinner. But, oh, at dinner, there's the sting, I see my cellar on the wing. You know, if Burgundy is dear, Mine once emerged three times a year, And now to wash these learned throttles 
in dozens disappear the bottles. They well must drink, who well do eat. I've sunk a capital on meat. Her immortality, I fear, a death-blow will prove to my Madeira. It has given, alas, a mortal shock to that old friend, my Steinberg Hock. If Faust had really any hand in printing, I can understand the fate which legends more than hint. The devil takes all hands that print. And what my thanks for all about? Sarah looks deep sighs. But what about? About? Oh, that I well divine, that such a pearl should fall to swine, that such a literary ruby should grace the finger of a booby. Spring comes. Behold, sweet mead and lee, Nature's green splendour, tapestries o'er, Fresh blooms the flower, and buds the tree, Larks sing, the woodland wakes once more. The woodland wakes, but not for her, For nature's self the charm has flown. No more the spring of earth can stir The fond remembrance of our own. The sweetest bird upon the bough has not one note of music now. And, oh, how dull the grove's soft shade, Where once, as lovers then, we strayed. The nightingales have got no learning, Dull creatures, how can they inspire her? The lilies are so undiscerning, They never say, how they admire her. In all this jubilee of being, Some subject for a point she's seeing, Some epigram to be impartial, Well turned, there may be worse immartial. But hark, the goddess stoops to reason, The country now is quite in season. I'll go, what? To our country seat? No, travelling will be such a treat. Piermont's extremely full, I hear, But Carlsbad's quite the rage this year. Oh, yes, she loves the rural graces. Nature is gay in watering places. Those pleasant spas are reigning passion where learned dons meet folks of fashion, where, each with each illustrious soul, familiar is in Sharon's boat. All sorts of fame sit cheek by jowl, pearls in that string, the table d'hote. Where dames who man has injured fly, to heal their wounds or to efface them, while others with the waters try a course of flirting just to brace them. Well there, O man, how like thy woes compared with mine, thou needs must see 
my wife undaunted greatly goes and leaves the orphans seven to me oh wherefore art thou flown so soon thou first fair year love's honeymoon all dream too exquisite for life home's goodness in the name of wife reared by each grace yet but to be man's household anadimony with mind from which the sunbeams fall rejoice while pervading all frank in the temper pleased to please soft in the feeling waked with ease so broke as native of the skies the heart enthraller on my eyes so saw i like a morn of may the playmate given to glad my way with eyes that more than lips bespoke eyes went sweet words i love thee broke so ah what transports then were mine i led the bride before the shrine and saw the future years revealed glassed on my hope one blooming field more wide and widening more were given the angel gates disclosing heaven round us the lovely mirthful troop of children came yet still to me the loveliest merriest of the group the happy mother seemed to be mine by the bonds that bind us more than all the oaths the priest before mine by the concord of content when heart with heart is music blent when as sweet sound in unison two lives harmonious melt in one when sudden oh the villain came upon the scene a mind profound a bel esprit who whispered fame and shook my card-house to the ground what have i now instead of all the eden lost of hearth and hall what comforts for the heaven bereft what of the younger angels left a sort of intellectual mule man's stubborn mind in woman's shape too hard to love too frail to rule a sage engrafted on an ape to what she calls the realm of mind she leaves that throne her sex to crawl the cestus and the charm resigned a public gaping show to all she blots her beauty's golden book a name mid nature's choicest few to gain the glory of a nook in dr dunderhead's review End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.